Welcome back to Nerdery and Nonsense from the Nerds with Accents Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe, aka that dude from VI, aka the Renaissance Nerd. And as always, I have my guy with me, JG, the myth from Maryland. You know what I mean? The champion, the creator of Santa Cruz, who deserves to be boycotted each and every week here on the show. JG, what's good? Man, I'm doing well. I'm doing great. Santa Cruz is under a lot of major developments right now, by the way. Moving around a few things, added some new stuff, power farms, um, dive shops, working on a cemetery right now for, you know, for October. So, yeah, you know, don't buy, don't boycott Santa Cruz. Come to Santa Cruz because, you know, <laughs> in a few weeks or so, in a few days, it's going to be looking real pretty. All right, dope, dope, dope. You can find us and more news from Santa Cruz <laughs> on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Make sure you guys show us love by following us, subscribing, giving us a five-star rating and a review, especially the review. That's super, super key. And telling a friend to tell a friend. Uh, we also welcome your feedback. So right into the show. If you do, we will read it. Tell us you like the show. Uh, tell us you love or hate our takes or, you know, just comment under a particular episode. Either way, it's all good. You can do so by commenting on our Facebook page, our Podomatic page, just under that episode, or hit us up on Twitter at our new show account. That's TNWA pod and our individual social socials are in the show notes as well. Um, again, if you do, we will read it on the show, man. So y'all know what time it is. We back again. Happy you guys are back with us. And we have some dope ass news this week, man. Like this week is just chock full of news. We have a lot of PS4 news. We have dope news in the movie, nerd scene. But first off, I told you guys if you write into the show, we will read it. You know what I mean? We'll read it on the show. So we had some feedback this week. And yeah, man, I want to start off with my guy. They would man so they would man was listening to our last episode uh episode 27 of nerdery and nonsense and we talked a lot about a lot of stuff but here here is what he had to say he said i sorry jg i can't stand with you on the sonic versus mario debate sonic had a good run but it wasn't during the mario run it got so bad for sonic mario and nintendo said we will adopt this hedgehog and bring him over to our games <laughs> Like Mario versus Sonic Olympic game and Smash Bros. CJG, my guy, the Woodman, is on the right side of history, okay? Mario I don't have was a superior my... franchise. Okay. What says you? Okay, pardon me. But um, yeah, I don't have my peer-reviewed paper ready for today to uh rebut you know what he was saying. Mm-hmm. But I will so you're say that, that you're I... unprepared. That's that's what it sounds like. Well, you know. You know, things happen, things crisscross, and, you know, right. you don't right. always, you know, have what you need for certain occasions. <laughs> but next next show, I might have something for him. But right now, I'll say, hey, you know, you're talking about it didn't happen when. That's not important. It's not about it's not about when it happened. It happened. Sonic Adventures was dope. They you know the little team game when you're running up and down the, 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 um, the slides and shit for, like, I don't know, was that, PS2 or something like that. That's way better than any Mario game you could give me, man. You know, probably what? Mario Tennis? That's cool. But Sonic is the fastest one anyways, man. Period. And I'll beat Mario's ass in goddamn Super Smash Brothers with Sonic. Because Sonic is just doper, man. 
Period. He's just doper. The, the game is just doper. The, the soundtrack is dope. The characters are doper. Right. All you got is Luigi. All you got is that dumb little Princess Peach. I don't even, do you even play with her? I don't even know, man. Bowser. Bowser's cool, but, you know, he ain't ready for yeah. tales. Man, I, I hear all of these excuses trying to prop up Sonic, and this is the only thing that comes to mind for me, man. Ooh, wow. Like, ooh, wow. Like, oh, I have two good games, you know? Mario have, like, 50 good games, man. Just Quality. There is yeah. levels to this. You know, Sonic is dope. We love Sonic, but we all know Mario running the route, okay? Has defined several generations of games, you know what I mean? So, the Woodman... I'm on your side for once in our lives. We usually on different sides of the coin, but this time we on the same side, man. But shout out for the woman for the woodman for writing in. We appreciate it. And yeah, if you guys write in, we will read it on the show, man. So do you prefer to play as a plumber or a super fast hedgehog? I'm gonna go with the hedgehog, but you know, <laughs> it's all good. Hey yo, man, shout out to the plumbers, man. Keeping things running. You know what I mean? No important plumbers are to society, man. Without Mario. The whole infrastructure crumbles and you outside taking a shit in your own land. You think about that the next time you slander Mario, okay? You think oh, yeah. about that. I got a question for you. Who who got a movie? Mario got a movie. In like the 90s or something. That movie was your whack. Que- your question was who got a movie? <laughs> who who recently got a movie? Sonic. Who got a whole TV show too? Mario had a TV animated show. TV show. Mario had a, I think yeah, I think Mario had a TV show. He had a movie. Oh, well, you thinking? But I know who's had eighty games. You thinking? Yeah, yeah. Let, let me know, know how much games Sonic's had. Well, five, five okay. or six, maybe five ten or six. Okay, wow. I, I'm pretty sure it's more than that, but okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So shout out to the Woodman. And uh, yeah, man. So that was it for the quick <laughs> feedback from uh, last week. Now you guys know what time it is, man. Is what we care about in nerdery. And I just wanted to start it off because we talked about Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima a few weeks back when it dropped. We wanted to give everybody time to play before we gave more story, story spoilers. But this week, I actually finally finished it. I'll take a little break for a couple of weeks because, you know, real life ensued. But I finished the story. Oh, my God. It, it was so incredible, man. Just the, the, just the way the story ended. And I, I, I had some thoughts. You know what I mean? So first off, before I get into all the story details, right? And I may have said this before, but it, it, it bears repeating. The Mongols and their ancestors, the Mongolians, they, they need a PR team. They, they need a PR team because every time they mention any type of pop culture or nerdery, they're always the evil people who just, just terrorizing everybody. You know what I mean? Like, we got to get them a PR team, some crisis management, something. That's a good point. Telling you. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen a Mongolian hero. <laughs> right? I've never seen a Mongol doing anything good ever. Yeah. Not in Mulan, not in goddamn cartoons, not in Ghost of Tsushima. The Mongols are always conquering something, man. Yeah. You know. And then even in Mulan, they got they got written out for, like you said, a wayward bandits. You know what I mean? The Roran, like, I mean, come on, bro. They, no, no, they're not even top billing for villains. You know what I mean? Like, Y'all just got a PR team, a publicist, stack. Because that's interesting. Back. You know, I'd like to know. I'm, I might actually Google it. I want to know how the Mongolians feel about this. You know, how do they feel about how they're depicted in gaming, in movie media, period? Yeah. I mean, like, I'll, every time you talk about the Mongols, they just they just roll out a Khan and keep it moving. You know what I mean? Khotan Khan, Kublai Khan. Like, 
Genghis Khan, you know what I mean? The godfather of gangsterism, like, like, yo, like, you know what I mean? So we, we got to talk to somebody who's um of Mongol descent. You know, we, we, we need to know what's going on there, man. So that, that was my first silly thought. But like about the story, before I tell, more, tell, tell you guys more about that, like how you feel about how the story wrapped up, like how much you enjoyed it. You know, we talked about the starting fights. We talked about, you know what I mean? The environment, all of that stuff. Like, how do you feel about um, the quality of the story and, and how it ended? All right. Well, if I'm spoiling this for anybody, sorry, yeah, too bad. The game been out long enough. It's it been a couple months. We gave Aya some time. So if you finish the game, you know, just, just skip ahead five minutes. Now that I'm really thinking about it, I think the quality of the story was excellent. You know, it, it shows you character growth. It shows you adversity. It shows you, you know, deep relationships between different characters, uh, conflicting relationships between different characters, um, uh, opposing ideologies, you know, this, that, and the fourth. You know, it just shows you everything a real substantial story actually needs. And then on top of that, the tragic ending kind of really, you know, gave your boy a few tears welling up wrung the eyes. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, he had to fight Lord Shimura, and they basically disbanded his whole clan name. Boss, you know? yo, when they say, yeah, you know, you know, you kind of went, went away from the traditions of the samurai. So, you know, we, we stripping your estate, you know, you can get no more house, you know. There goes your whole family. I was like, say it ain't so, bro. Yeah, that um, that's a real tragic ending, and I think that's a little too much, man. I mean, that do, that goes to show you how strict the samurai culture really was, because you know this man saved his whole island, saved his whole way of life, you know, and they didn't grant him any type of leniency or nothing. They just strip him of his titles, his name, Game of Thrones style, man. Take his lands, everything. The right. son and his family, cows, everybody, <laughs> Mulan style. So. You know, that last fight was dope, too. You know, I carved Lord Shimura up serious. <laughs> he, he, was, he was good, though. He catched me a few times. You know, he stabbed me up a few times. But you know, when I get a movement done, I will gain him. Boss, let me tell you something. By the way, the one last thing, sorry. No, you good. That last fight but before the Shimura um, mission, when you had to go and fight, you know, the Khan. Yeah, Koton Khan. Had, yeah, man, that was beautiful. You had, it was like a giant warrior to fight a bunch of different people. And at the right. same time, you had to use every stance, every technique you learn on the way leading up to the game. So, right. you know, if you didn't have all your stances, I'm sorry, because you were pulling out <laughs> different weapons, fighting in different areas. Man. You had to know different things and mix it up. Everything you learn as a ghost and a samurai, you had to use to defeat the Khan. And I like that. that that's a well-designed game. Man. That's a well-designed uh, set of challenges and, right. you know, markers of growth within the game and different things like that by glad that you bring that up right so I, answer me this right i feel like defending against anybody using a spear in this game is way harder than anything else like when you fight fighting warriors with shields like to me it's not that hard fighting somebody with swords that's the easiest one but with a spear oh my god man especially when they use like that wide sweeping move like you can never die even if you do a big dodge they're still hitting you dog like, I found that so hard, especially because I didn't. I like, had a couple couple weeks without playing the game, so I was like rusty. And man, let me tell you, the Cotton can kick my ass so many times, dog. Like he kicked my ass, and then I finally kind of catch the rhythm. I get patient again, like fighting, not trying to wild out, just like 
picking my spots, picking my spots. So I finally beat this man. Boss. He was so hard. To me, he was way harder than Shimura. Really? Yeah, I, I didn't man. really find him too hard, to tell you the truth. I had man. fun just slapping him around, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I wish I recorded it to show you my play style or something. You know, right. I think I should get more into recording my gameplay. You know, yeah, when I when I feel like I'm doing a good job, <laughs> that is, you know, I could show it to you. But no, I no, do no. Have... just make sure you record when you lose the standoffs. That's what the people oh, okay. want to see. Okay, but oh correction by the way, you were saying yeah, you'd be dying in standoffs when we when we had that little joining session and you, you felt a little salty and insulted, but why say so you hit me with a hard well you dying in standoffs, come back. And I was like, Well, yeah. Well, I ain't dying in standoffs, I will lose the standoffs. My health right. is too high to die in a standoff. I don't yeah, just big fucks, big fucks. But um let me say I do agree with you on the spears. The spear guys they're really the hardest, even in the standoffs. They're the hardest to see mm-hmm. coming. They're the hardest to fight. They're the cover range real easily. Right. And on top of that, I think there's the wide sweeping thing where they actually knock you down on your feet. You could actually, I did this once. I didn't really do it too many times, but you could jump. You could jump and dodge that whole thing where they try and sweep you, sweep your legs with a spear. I never even thought about that. That's so yep. obvious. You could I jump, never thought jump. about that. I just yes, use all to like dodge, like to like jump out of the way, but. The roll out of the way, I should say. But I never just press X to jump. That's hilarious. Damn, yeah. I think it's stupid. The first stance I wanted was a spear stance, dog. Mm-hmm. The one where you could deal with spears. Right. Yeah. The, and pole arms, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. that's that. One, just switch over to that and you should be good. Yeah, you know. I, I, I'd be switching back and forth. But just something about the timing for the spears. It just gave me more trouble than the other ones, man. But right. I thought that Kota and Khan fight was dope. But then, like you said, that, Shimura, that fight with Lord Shimura... Dog, that was such a fun fight, man. That was such a fun <clears throat> fight. I enjoyed that one so much. And then in the end, when you beat him, right, and he's defeated, you, you have the choice whether or not you're going to kill him. Because that's the honorable way to die in battle for, for a samurai. To kill him or let him go. Which way did you swing? I was actually just about to ask you. But, you know, of course, what I did, I know this is probably cheating, but I Googled it. To see what the different <laughs> what the different results would be for you know each decision, so I could Google, make the right Google decision. God, Google God, JG. Yeah. That's what you mean, Google God. I got you know I had to use my Google's very um efficiently, right. so yeah, I decided to just spare him. You know, okay. Why you know why not? Why would I kill him? Yeah, right, right, right. I just thought that was a better option. Okay, so but I didn't look it up. Is there a difference? It don't end any differently depending on what you choose, right? Uh there is a difference in uh but it's it's not it's not really a major difference, which is why I just decided to spare him anyways, because you know there's there's not any type of like rewards or anything. But what is you it know, if you kill him what happens? I think you grow closer to your ghost side or something like that. The sky ah. changes uh, you know, something oh. of that nature. Hmm. hmm. Something like that. You know, I'll I'll give you the details. Right later on but it's really not a major difference so i just decided hey it's not really a big difference might as well right. just let him live you know right. so whatever but that's the thing like i spared him too cause i was just like you know you know my ross i'd be overthinking so much like ain't hey, just a fucking video game but i was just like if it was like if my thought process was like if it was real life i would i, I would not kill my uncle like I, I can't just kill this man yeah he full of shit good point. rigid you know what i mean i thought about that too yeah, like Would I kill my uncle? Hell no. That's yeah. my family. <laughs> I don't you know kill I mean? my family. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing too, right? In that last fight, like why it was so beautiful, it was just like, you know, the, the whole dynamic of the game was, you know, your uncle love you. He's basically like your 
your father, the way he raised you after your dad died. So the whole issue is that they're torn. They're on two sides of the argument, tradition versus surviving. You know what I mean? Like you could be, tra- you could be traditional and rigid, but you're going to die and lose the island or you could ad- adapt, adapt to the ghost, you know, to the ways of the ghost and, and fight to save the island. So it's basically like tearing apart this family. <clears throat> so like it was just so sad that Lord Shimmer had said in the end, like, um, wait, is I forget his name. What's the higher up name? Oh my gosh, I want to say thank you. I wanted to say Daimyo, but he had a shogun. He was like, "Yo, this is my punishment." You know what I mean? He was saying, "My punishment is having to fight you and kill you." You know what I mean? I was like, I just thought that was so sad. You know what I mean? Right. Just that dynamic of it, and then you end up beating him, and then you, know, you gotta choose whether or not to kill your own uncle. Who love you but who's on the other side of what you're doing like ideologically like man i love this game man this game is dope beautiful so game, man. friggin dope man game of the year hell yeah I, yeah I, I i know you got to win something because it's from sales from critical acclaim like yeah man this this game was dope man but i love the hell out of the game i know i had, I had a point now where i just trying to like um who you call it like liberate everybody so I already had liberated like the southern region. I was like halfway through the middle region, but I just wanted to beat the story. Right. So now I, I liberated the middle region. I know I did in the northern region, you know, in the snow in the winter, basically just fighting all these random <laughs> these random Mongol camps. Yeah, that's I finished liberating everything and but there are still like little Mongol people running around, little um little yeah. groups right. that you could still run into and fight right. every now and again, you know. Which is, Damn. you know, I guess it makes sense. So you liberate, uh, you liberate all the all the camps and villages, every single one of them. All of them liberated. Damn! Did you do all the stories, all the side stories with all your little uh, teachers? I think I might have a cut. Co- yeah, I did those two. Damn! But, yeah. Shout out to you, man. That's the last things I'm doing now. I'm going to finish up Yuna's story, and finish up um the other stories. But yeah, man, that game is friggin'. Dope. If for some reason you still ain't buy this game, <clears throat> you gotta buy the game, man. But the game is friggin' dope, man. No, I'm but, really looking forward to a, a DLC yeah. where you have to like survive living in Tsushima and fight off all the samurais that will be hunting you down, as Lord Shimura said. And maybe even find some way of redemption and gaining back your um your noble status. Yeah. So Yeah. That would be dope. No, that that would be that would be really dope, man. But I love that game so much, man. But yeah, man, shout out to that, man. So um going from another a dope game to a dope show. Y'all know we've been watching the boys, we've been talking about it. We talked about it last week, but I kinda wanna do like a quick update um on, on episode five because this this show is so good, man. Season one was so dope. And now season two, it just get my blood boiling like I was literally just watching it and I'm just like, there is no way I won't talk about it this week. Um, but but I know you watched it as well, JG. Like, I guess what um hmm. Okay, so the the first thing that I wanted to start off with was I just found like the church of the collective. That that shit is hilarious. Like that <laughs> like that shit is hilarious. The the deep boy basically joined into the church of the collective. The man basically get mind washed, and then, 
brainwashed, excuse me. And they basically have, they basically choosing a wife for this man running a whole PR campaign to try to drum up people to support the church and collective. Oh my God. I, I just find that hilarious because he, he's so not into it, but he's just so easily manipulated that they're yeah. just using this man for their own bidding. Like, that heck is hilarious, though. I hate that guy, man. I hate his character. He's just useless, that. Like, he's Aquaman. He's like the Aquaman of the boys, right? Right. But all he could do is control or communicate with the actual sea animals. He can't control the water itself. You know, like, so it's like, Good point. What are you what are you doing? He don't even have like <laughs> enhanced strength per se or speed. Right. Aquaman has enhanced strength mm-hmm. and speed. He could he's faster than a normal a normal human being. You know? Right. And I think he can manipulate water. So he, I mean, his character is just more useful. But he he's just stupid, man. He's just <laughs> there for comic relief. And then you know he was inside of the church collective, and the lady come up. And she was like, I thought there'd be food. He was like, well, this is food for your soul. <laughs> Gave her a book. <laughs> that was Imagine- boss. I was cracking up, up, dog. I was fucking cracking up, dog. Imagine you giving a homeless person a book. They ain't get no food or shelter. Get these man a book. What the hell are they going to do with that, dog? Yeah, who wants to read but the charge of um, the collective, man? The charge of the clan. That's why I think. I think they have a, a racist background. You see what I'm talking right. about when you uh, watch the show. Because... Right. Um, Liberty or Stormfront yeah. has some connections with that church. So, but yeah. that's the thing. I think that's basically like a. Um, I think they're making fun of um, the Church of Latter Day Saints, Mormons, because oh. remember she was saying, "Oh, they were cool until they started letting lower quality people in," and the um, the Mormons were the same. They didn't let black people in their church. Or black people, I think, or or any non-white people in their church until like the nineteen seventies. Or 80s. So I think they're kind of drawing on that a little bit for the church and collective, I think. But that heck was hilarious, man. But like speaking of liberty, boss, the hate that I feel for Stormfront and Homelander, dog, like, boss, I need this man dead. I, need, I don't know how the hell you're going to kill Homelander. They still ain't show no weakness for this man. But the fact that now his all powerful ass link up with another super powerful person and now she's like media savvy and like manipulating the people with misinformation and everything like boss i hate them so much boss like you don't understand like my hate cannot be matched i hate these motherfuckers so much them i like i need at least stormfront to die i need her to die in a brutal horrific death well yeah they definitely need to do it in a very um brutal and horrific way i want i want her tortured you know what I'm saying? I wanted to be tear up Game of Thrones Reek style. But dog, she could heal the man. That's why I was saying. So they need like, to find a way yo, to neutralize. Yo. Yeah, they need to find a way to neutralize the compound B or V, whichever one it was, right. inside of their bodies to actually, you know, destabilize their powers. Because the, <laughs> how else they going to beat them? You know, there's no other way. I don't yeah, know how they're gonna beat yeah. Black Noir either. You saw that. Black Noir is a beast, man. He went <laughs> he went into the house, tear everything up. They were uh, shooting him, explosions. He didn't do nothing, man. I trying to figure out what his power is. Because he be moving like a ninja, but it's like he's he impervious to they they rig like four explosions and the man is unfazed. Yep. 
like what what these people powers is <laughs> like these men like super strong dog like it's, it's ridiculous how strong they are and i'm waiting for esposito um i forgot the name of his character stan edgar stan edgar i forgot oh no 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 i got it i want to know when he's gonna like reveal the leverage that he has on these heroes yeah, you can have an organization where you have all these superpowered heroes running around doing whatever the hell they want, and you don't have any way of actually controlling them. Like, like we already discussed this. Like, suppose Homelander say, "I'm gonna just snap your neck, right, and take over everything." Yeah, he has. I don't. <laughs> you know. got to have something. See, but I think what it is is that, um, because like that's the thing about Homelander, like why he's so terrifying, because you have all that power in a very insecure person and i think right. that's his weakness i can i think um stan edgar knows you know what i mean like he knows that he has that insecurity and stan knows how to play against that but what's gonna be interesting now is that now with Stormfront aligning herself with um homelander oh, and Stormfront is like a, she's like boss i put this down in notes when i was watching it she's like a peak white woman right like that like let me just be fair they stereotype of like a white woman like she is completely like fake with everybody, everybody best friend, and just does whatever she can to get him on her side until she not. You know what I mean? And then she just like passive aggressive, just fake disingenuous, and just like pull pulling the strings. Like, I swear to God, they were like, okay, what is the stereotype of a terrible racist white woman? And let's make her storm front. Like that that had to be what they were thinking because with her and Homelander now. I think she can manipulate Homelander to do exactly what you say and take Stan out to the picture. Cause she is, she's a strategist. You know what I mean? I fucking hate her, but she's a strategist. This might sound very far fetched, but bear with me. I feel like the seven, you know, just looking at the way they behave, the different ideologies, each one of them have their powers. I feel like they're different archetypes for different types of Americans. Like I, I told you already, Homelander like represents America as you know as a country itself. You know the way they'll they'll uh, go over to maybe a different country, do whatever the hell they want, and right. justify it. You know with their own reasons, right? And, you know collateral damage, so what? And then you have, of course, the racist, the manipulator, with um, Stormfront. Then you got the dude who you know um, A Train who. You know, he don't really care about his morals because he get a little come up and he ain't poor anymore. He got <laughs> right, some money right. in his bank. And the little princess, Starlight, you know, who's just living under the pressures of mommy and trying to be the perfect girl <laughs> of the pageant. <laughs> like, it's like different archetypes of Americans. I don't know. I don't hey, know. That's hey, just a hey, theory. Take it easy. It's just man. a theory. Take it easy. I like your theory. That's dope. I like it a lot. But take it easy on my baby, Starlight. Oh, okay. yeah. I love her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take, take it easy on my baby, Starlight. I'm taking it easy, man. Don't that's one. That's one of my white line. women crushes. You know what I mean? I can't even front. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for her to fight um, Stormfront. Bro, Stormfront about to wash her dog. Like I don't want her to fight Stormfront. Stormfront took a Ooh, took a Superman laser beam to the chest. Right. That's true. Like, boss. Nah. Yeah, boss. Like, man, when she start healing my boy, man. Like I said, boss. How did they defeat them? Man, maybe they won't even defeat them this year. I think every year they only have eight episodes for the season and we on five. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know if they're going to defeat them. They're not sure they're going to defeat Homelander. 
But I, I thought they were going to defeat Stormfront this season, but no, I I think it's it gonna be just too fast. In. Yeah, I think it's gonna be too fast, man. But me ain't even know, man. Like, but the last thing for the boys or whatever, like that scene where remember he went to the rally and tried to like calm it down when mm. when he when he had laser everybody. That, he imagined that, it, yeah. Boss, that I dog, I literally gasped. I was on my coach. I was like. <gasps> <laughs> Dog, I thought it was real. I was like, no, I thought it was real, the man. Yeah, I did think it was real. I was like, how the hell is this gonna change the trajectory of the whole show? I was just like, Cause... oh my god, he gonna go full dictator. I swear, so was gonna happen. I thought he was gonna like assume power, and right. that 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 looks so vicious, the man. Like, I boss, I I ain't exaggerating. I legitimately gasped on my coach. Like I was like, them all down. <laughs> It was like I'm watching real footage in real life. I was just like, oh my God, all the people. But yeah. That man there, sick. Yeah, they need to get him under control. Yeah, the man, like, yeah, that, that man there is a sick dude. But man, that this show is dope, man. I ain't gonna lie, the first the first episode or two, I was like, okay, this is moving a little slow. But nah man, they were setting everything up and hey, this shit looking good so far, man. So I rocking with this shit, man. I'm rocking with this shit all the way. I can't wait for the next episode. I'm, I'm loving it, man. These these writers, they're just genius. He, no hell yeah, hell yeah, man. But um, unless you have something else, that is basically it for what we care about this week, man. So y'all know what time it is. Uh, time to transition to what intrigues us, man. What intrigues us in nerdery as of as of late, man, and like I said, but like at the top of the show, we, we got a lot of stuff, man. We got a lot of dope stuff, but y'all know, you know, we've been, we've been beating up PS Gang Drum for weeks now. <laughs> for weeks now talking about we rock with the, with the PlayStation. So, so it definitely been some interesting things coming. Um, the news lately that the PS5 showcase that, that, that happened on um, September 16th, and they drop all kind of news, man. So first off, just to give you guys a background, um, PS5 going to launch on November 12th. Um, and obviously, they have two different they have two different PlayStation 5s. One, the more expensive one with a disc tray, is going to be $500. And the, the digital version is going to be $400 as compared to the Xbox where... Um, the Xbox Series S is going to be 300 and the Series X is going to be 500 So now we have all the prices out. Obviously, PlayStation is more expensive, or at least the yeah, yeah, yeah. PS5, the PlayStation one is more expensive when it comes to like the lower tier edition or whatever, the cheaper option. Um, and Xbox, Xbox really been putting some pressure, some pressure on the PS5. So they had, they had to kind of come out had to kind of come out and, and do their little showcase. So basically, like I said, the release date is on November 12th. We're going to launch in the U.S., Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea first. And then they'll become available for the rest of the world um, on November 19th. Um, so we got the pricing now. We, we know how it looks. So before I get into more of a, like the, the, the games that, that, um, that were revealed or whatever, and damn, they revealed some bangers like, now looking at the pricing and everything, like 
How you feeling, JJ? You still going a hundred percent for the for the, the PS5, or you kind of wavering now, thinking about the Xbox? I going a hundred percent for the PS5. I gained the five hundred dollar version. You know, like I love my Uh-oh. disc, my little disc collection. Okay, okay. And um, yeah, man, I saw this tweet the other day, and this dude was like, "Why do I? Why am I gonna buy the PS5? The PS4, all the best games are coming out for the PS4 right now." Okay. I'm like, man. After you see the games that we got on our list, <laughs> you yeah yeah you gotta eat your words because right. these games that they have coming out, I mean, I'm so excited. I could feel the excitement, the chi in my body rising, <laughs> ready to play these games. That I can't wait to get into it. But um yeah, and I still might consider getting the Xbox S, not the full Xbox, you know, yeah, just the cheaper, right. ver- you know, just a cheaper version so I could play the games. The Xbox games I choose to play. Right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Okay. PS5, it looks beautiful. It's a great piece of work artistically as well. The design. Okay, okay. Dope, 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 dope. So, I know you talked about some of the games. Um, fuck it. Let's kind of go off script. I'll let you go first. What, which game are you most excited about that they revealed during the showcase? Goodness gracious. Okay. I'm going, you might not, you might not agree, but I'm going with uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Ooh, okay, okay. Because I've been waiting and imagining in my own little mind, you know, a game of this nature for years upon years. And I've never, I only had little Game Boy, little Game Boy games for Harry Potter. I never had a real full-blown system console game. Like open, open world. world. Yeah, which is what it should be. And now they've actually accomplished it. So, you know, when you actually see something you've been wishing and hoping and praying for for so long, and they actually, you know, they do it. I mean, you you just lose all senses. You just, you're extremely right. excited, you know. Like the day they brought an open world Pokemon game, I'm going to lose my mind, you know. Yeah, like a real deal one. Like, I, I like yeah. Sword and Shield, but I need something more like, like on another level, but yeah. so Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, so that one, and then I think second place to down would be uh, Final Fantasy. You know, I played the last, let me just give my little history. So, I, you know, I didn't really have big consoles back in the day when I was a little kid. I only had, like, Game Boys and stuff like that. I had an old beat-down PS2 that my stepdad owned, so <laughs> I, didn't really, I didn't really have all the Final Fantasy right. games. I didn't really have the same experience everybody right. else has. I only played the Game Boy ones, but I did play... The one, you know, the last one, I can't keep up, keep up with all the Roman numerals, but, you know, the one with Noctis and, um, you know, but that's the, the funny, black robes on. That's the funny the thing, one. like, that's a funny thing, like, I guess, I think the last one is 15, because this new one here is 16, I think, but well, ha- yeah, I ain't that's a super sense. duper the one uh, Final Fantasy person, because, like, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't a PlayStation person until PS4. So I don't really have that history playing Final Fantasy. So I kind of in that same boat as you. Um, yeah, I kind of in that same boat as you, man. But, be- but before I let you go, go ahead, let me just kind of talk about it. So they released a trailer for Final Fantasy 16, right? And it's announced for, obviously for the PS5. Um, it's not coming out at launch, but that trailer was incredible. Like, we know Final Fantasy always have the dopest graphics. That's been a thing forever. But the graphics were, like, amazing. And it's, like, basically, like, this, this story where 
I think one like the Dukes, I think it's the Archduke, his the Archduke's son basically has like this latent power of the Phoenix. So you kind of have to protect him while he's trying to, and it seems like at the same time, he kind of losing control of his power and people are kind of after him. So it looked incredible, super excited. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give that context to you. So I guess you saw that and I guess, why were you most excited about this one? Well, I really enjoyed um, the last one when you played as Noctis. You had to, like, you know, fight for your throne and everything. I just love the game mechanics. And I saw some of the same, you know, some of the same game mechanics in this newer one, you know, very fluid. That's why, like, where you could dodge and fly across the battlefield and it's very fast-paced. And, you you know, it's just – that's a very exciting style of playing, you know, style of gameplay and fighting that, you know, I really enjoy it makes you feel alive. It makes it's very satisfying. You could just zip, 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 you know, like instant transmission across the battlefield and tear <laughs> somebody up. Right. And of course, you know, it has like a real medieval, a leave even more medieval than the last one type um type deal. You know, knights, armor, swords. You know, I like stuff like that. So uh, you know, they're talking about you pledge your sword to me. You know, some Game of Thrones style stuff. So that also piqued my interest. Yeah. And um Yep. Yeah, I like that too. Cause it kind of like that, kind of like the the friction between the factions and basically like I guess the main character character kind of have to make a choice between kind of like Ghost of Tsushima, like <clears throat> doing what is traditionally correct or doing what is morally correct. Right. You know what I mean? So I like that duality as as well, man. But right. I heck, I look dope. You know, I'm really, I I want to see if they will allow you to edit your party. You know, like in in the last games in the Game Boy games, if you could actually build your own party, like somebody will, you know, that specializes in guns or something will say, I, I want to join your clan. And you'd be like, okay, well, I'll send this person home that's really garbage, but I you know I just had them for a while. You look like you're more capable, so I'll bring you in. Right. Send them to the bench. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if, you know, they'll make use of that option as well in future games or maybe even this game. Maybe, man. Maybe. I, I didn't see too much of that yet because, you know, it was just like a two-minute trailer or so. But um, we going to see. But I agree with you, man. That one, I look really exciting. But I want to kind of jump back to the Hogwarts Legacy one. Okay. Um, so I thought that was really intriguing. Like, I, me and JJ were talking about this, like, separately yesterday. I was never, like, crazy about the whole Hogwarts thing because I always thought, like, the, um, the action – was kind of like, oh, pointing wand, point your little wandy stick, pew, pew. Point your little wand stick, pew, pew. So I was just like, eh. And in the game, the, the world looks good. The enemies, you saw like a, a dragon, you saw an ogre, you saw like a lot of magical people. And they're like teasing some type of villain who have kind of like, a, um, I forget what animal it is, but like an animal skull on his face as a mask. I think he will be kind of like the, um, the big bad or whatever. So it looks mm-hmm. cool. The only thing I had questions about with, with that game was kind of how the action was going to play out. Because I like, you know, when you have things that's using magic and spells, I like when they make it more animated, you know? And and kind of make it look more interesting, not just pointing sticks and shooting powers and stuff like that. So that was my only thing. Like, I hope they make the, the combat more exciting, you know? Kind of more exciting, make me feel more like it's kind of like anime-esque, you know what I mean? Um... But I'm really intrigued, man. It, it looks it looks pretty good. 
Um, it looks pretty good. But I also wanted to mention this, you know, because I don't want to leave anything out. Um, there definitely was a backlash because um, J.K. Rowling, um, who's like, you know, super transphobic, like some of the fans were kind of upset. You know, I guess not upset, but they were kind of saying, hey, let's not support her or whatever. Um, so the WWB games <laughs> who made this game is trying to distance themselves. But obviously, like, it's her creation. It's her creation. So she gonna get bread off of it anyways. You know what I mean? There's no way she's not getting paid off of this whether or not it does well. Yeah. So I don't people think were she needs torn. any support at this point. Yeah, like she's, <laughs> she's super also, rich. She's a triple millionaire. Stop buying the books then if you if you if you want to, you know, not support right. the dollar really, you know. Right. You know, so, but like I said, she done super rich. But uh, Yeah, exactly. So people were kinda, you know, what's the word? Kind of debating that back and forth. You know, I, I'm not to be honest, I'm not judging anybody if you buy the game or not. Cause I may buy it. Um, I think I think it's just because you buy the game, that don't mean you support transphobia. But right. that's kind of the realities of the world. You know what I mean? The the best people aren't always the people who gain the bread off of it. We we know that. We we're used to that with different corporations. So, but I just wanted to mention it because it's happening out there, and I I didn't want to, you know, ignore that story and ignore ignore people who feel really affected by her transphobia. But it's definitely a conversation that was out there. But um, but you know, you know, J.K. Rowling, she wrote Harry Potter, and you know, right. made that entire wall. But you know, mm-hmm. we had a lot of game developers that really work hard to make a game. You know, she didn't develop the game. Yeah, so, so that's the, that's kind of what they're saying. People are saying, you know, support them and all of that stuff. But eh, I, to be honest, I think it's just a little bit of a cop out, like because those people saying that. If you're going to buy the game, just say you're going to buy the game. I don't really think you need to explain yourself. You know what I mean? Unless you have a history right, yeah. of being, like, transphobic. Like, if that's who you are, you know? If that's who you are, then you're trying to find an excuse. But if you're going to buy the game, buy the game. You know what I mean? I don't think you need some big explanation. If you like it, you like it. You don't have to support her views if, if you just like the game and you like the world. I know a lot of people, like JG, fuck with Harry Potter the long way. They've been reading the stuff and watching the movies and for years now yeah so i understand like something that you grew up with that you really you really like so i kind of wanted to touch on that before we get back to the fun stuff you know what i mean i but fully agree appreciate that big guy but yeah man so like yeah man so definitely those first two are super exciting but i ain't gonna lie um i differed a little bit i i enjoyed those i'm excited about those but the one i was most excited about the game i was most excited about was y'all know what you gonna say you better know what you gonna say Miles Morales, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Like, yeah, if you haven't seen that seven-minute clip, it is incredible. Like, I, as y'all hear me say it on this show, um, the first Spider-Man game um, on PS4, that and Ghost of Tsushima are, like, my two most favorite games in years. I don't think, like, those games are my favorite, favorite games. It's so close, I can't even tell which one I like better. But this game is like Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man game on steroids. Like the graphics is even cleaner. My boy Miles Morales is in this damn thing. And the shots of the action and the fight gameplay got even better from the last one. And it's it steps up another level because Miles Morales has different powers than Peter Parker. You know, he still has the web sling and all that stuff, but he can do like a bio shock, like basically shock you with a touch. So they're incorporating that into the gameplay. The shock, and he also could turn invisible with like a camouflage type of power. Like this game is going to be so dope. And then 
I was looking at or noticing, I should say, the villain man and the villain and this is going to be like a tinkerer kind of like a tech a tech revolutionist is going to be tinkerer and her henchmen versus roxanne that's like the big the big bad corporation in um uh in the marvel world or whatever and the fighting the technology like the sleekness of the bad guys the characters like oh my god it looks it looks so dope it kind of reminds me a little bit of some of the tech that we're using for the Spider-Man movie in the MCU, um, Homecoming, kind of that style, but like even even sleeker and even more like, what's the word? I guess kind of like adaptable. You know what I mean? The tech could do a lot of different things. So I, man, this game. Versatile. Thank you. Yeah, the versatility of the tech, man. So like this game looks incredible. This game's going to be available on launch on launch date you know what i mean so that one's going to be available on launch on launch date what else what else there was a couple other ones um and then also the next game um devil may cry but like seeing a spider-man trailer like how you feeling about it you think you gonna cap that day one or you gonna kind of wait and see never really been big on superhero you know like games by your but- bite your tongue you bite it the ones that i have played they were spider-man so and i've always really enjoyed you know being spider-man slinging around the city you know in just in an agile manner taking out your enemies you know i just love that play style and just to watch this and see how dynamic the fighting is the gameplay the metropolitan the metro um Patalitan look futuristic almost of the city it definitely piqued my interest. And plus, you, you could do a lot more than just shoot webs. Like, you know, like you said, you have a lot of other um, powers to play around with. And I'm sure they'll give you the option to actually upgrade your powers, you know, so they could be more effective and maybe even more vast in the, in, uh, the area that they, that they can um, affect. Right. So I like it. And I really might consider, I really might consider buying this game you know even though i'm not really a, a big superhero game fan this looks amazing and the batwoman one as well so i think yeah both of those are going going to be in my wheelhouse real soon yeah for me this to me this is an instant cop just got off of the strength of the first one they, they can't go wrong with it because the story was dope they introduced like characters you don't in the first one they introduced character um negative man he is like the he was a big bad and then they still throw in the Sinister Six. Like, they do such great storytelling, you know, with our first one that I have complete trust in them. And I think um, this one is going to be $49.99 for this game or $69.99 for, like, the special edition that come with some other trinkets or whatever. So I gain this. As soon as I get my PS5, I cop. this is going to be the first game that I cop. No question for me, man. So this is the one that I'm the most excited about, like, Hell yeah! That 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 it can't come it can't come fast enough, man. Yeah, it just looks so exciting. Like when you watch the trailer, and you see the way he map up and clean up these yeah. rocks on man. It's just <laughs> it's amazing, man. Yeah, all the different powers and it's it really looks great. Yeah, man, that gameplay gonna be crazy because yeah, all the different powers. Like I I can't wait. I just I just can't wait, man. But that was when I was most excited about. But um, there, there's still more. Like you know, what I mean, we 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 talked about Hog, Hogwarts Legacy. We talked about 
um, Spider-Man. We talked about friggin' Final Fantasy. And there's still more, man. So um, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition um, gameplay was revealed during the PS5 showcase as well. This game going to be, like I said, going to be available at launch. And this one looks really great. Like I said um, earlier, I really wasn't a PlayStation person until PS4. I was really a Nintendo guy, really and truly, the, right. the whole time. Um, so I, I always was aware of this game, but I never really played it. I know my, uh, my cause, um, Angelo, shout out to Angel, uh, Angel, Angel, <laughs> Angelo, he was, he used to play heavy with this game, man. Like, but the, the graphics looks great. And just looking at it, like, like the hack and slash, how like animated the fights are. And it seems very like anime, kind of anime, like how the fights are. So I was shocked the way I shocked that I never really played it, but it looks really, really dope. And then they they actually introducing um some like new modes. It's like a legendary dark knight mode where like the, the amount of enemies that you fight on a normal basis is increased to like a higher level to make it super difficult. And then they added a turbo mode where you could play the game in one point times one point two speed. So they're definitely doing some things there. Don't forget that um, the uh, the architecture, the new architecture that they have. I'm trying to remember the name. I just had it. But um, the new architecture that they have basically generates reflections and shadows and lighting. Right. You know, automatically in a more refined manner. That's more convenient for the developers and in a natural way as well. So the right. same way reflection, you know, the same way reflections or lighting would be in real life. Mm-hmm. This new style of architecture, you know, yep. basically creates that for them. You know, beforehand, yeah. the actual developers and the artists, they had to do it themselves manually. Right. So it wasn't really natural per se. And I, but, I, I'm um, glad you brought that up. And I'm going to let you finish, but real quick. Um, if you guys interested, uh, if you listen to this and you're interested to hear more of an explanation of how exactly that was done, me and Jada Tenken talked about that on episode 12. 12 episode 12, I believe. Um, talking about how that works because he works in that industry and he has like knowledge of how those things are actually done on a deeper level. So if you find that cool, check that out, man, because he, he's really dope with that stuff. And he did a really good job of explaining how it's so revolutionary, man. But but go ahead, GH. Yes, the PS5 ray tracing architecture. So okay. that that's what it is. So it, it allows the engine to calculate light bounces and you know draw the dynamic reflections that are more realistic. So um yeah, that's a that's the PS5, man. New types of technology. And if you see like the imagery, if you see the imagery, I'm sure um our magnanimous host will uh post the article link in the uh, the show description you will see in that devil may cry link the imagery looks beautiful it looks like real the the light passing through the windows on the ground like it's really yeah the ps5 is rolling out some really new gaming technology that's just insane the graphics everything right like that's what i'm saying man just I, from last week, I was already quote unquote wavering. Uh, the world man were kind of giving me some shit <laughs> on Twitter saying that I was wavering. I bought the guy Xbox. Like, I ain't gonna lie, the way the Xbox came out and talked about the pricing and the game pass and all that stuff, I was like, I was really like, huh, okay, this might be a fight. But 
seeing all this PS5, all the PS5 games and how beautiful it looks and all of that, man. Like, this is really, this is really how I feel right now, man. Like, this is me. Since you asked the question, yes. 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 Yes, I am getting a <laughs> PS5. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like that's, that's how I feel, man. Like, the games is on a different level. The graphics look, I know, on a, I know Xbox have great graphics too, but to me, the PS5 ones combined with the games look amazing. So I think I'm in a position where I'm going to get both. And some of the things that JG was talking about and uh, the graphics and the lack of loading times, that was really shown even more in Demon Souls, which is going to be available at launch as well. Um, Demon Souls, the remake. Um, it, the, I was so looking at the video. We know the graphics is on point. It's a legendary game, very difficult. I ain't playing that shit, but I respect it because it's a very difficult game. And um, I have friends who played it and, and kind of struggled through it or whatever. But, like, we already got a piece of it with Ghost of Tsushima where it's not really a bunch of loading screens. But this thing, take it to the next level, dog. Like, anytime this shift, like, basically, like, you, like, teleport through the game, through portals in Demon's Souls, when you hit that portal, you can't see no loading screens. Like, it's none. It just goes right to the next thing. Yes. It goes right to the next. Like, if you told me that in 2015, I'd be like, nah, that's bullshit. By the way, I was one of those friends that struggled playing yeah, games. Yeah, you want you want you gift used to play that back in the back in the college days, right? Back in the college days, yeah, yeah, late yeah. at night, two o'clock in the morning. Shout out the gift. Um, you know, playing Blood Pressure Souls. I mean Demon Souls. You know, <laughs> that's just a that's just my nickname for the game because that there will really raise your blood pressure when you you collect five hundred souls and you you get catch with the the sword the wrong way. And you get just chat you, you right. your leg chop up, you lose all your souls, dog. All your souls. Then you gotta start from the very beginning of the stage. So Demon Souls is definitely a demonic game with demonic gameplay that just tortures you know every player. So they have a new a new torturous game coming out with you know improved graphics, in, you know, different types of enemies to you know stress your life out and uh <laughs> steal your souls, man. So don't lose your souls. But that's why he's saying, like, that's why I don't play blood. I don't play blood pressure souls. You know what I mean? You and Gif, y'all can enjoy that, dog. I need to enjoy my gameplay. You know what I mean? I ain't trying to bust my brain and my bust my ass playing that thing, my son. But hey, if y'all like it, I love it. You know what I mean? I love it in a way where I'm far away from it. But y'all have fun. But just looking at that, the gameplay, like, this PS5, man, is going to be ridiculous. It's going to be ridiculous, bro. With these games, like. The lineup is crazy, right? I'm ready, man. I so, so ready, man. But I just thought that was dope. And like I said, that one is available at launch as well, man. And the last thing that was teased was a, God, a next God of War game as a continuation from the last, where he was kind of trek, trekking through with his son and fighting all the Norse gods. Um, that's another game that I kind of I kind of slacking off. I, I need to play that game. I need to play that game. Um, yep, I've been, I haven't I, played I, I, one of them. Really? Yep. Yeah, man. So it's nerd confessions for, for me and JG, man. We behind on Final Fantasy and we behind on, on, on God of War, but we, we gonna get to that. Um, but yeah, man, so they kind of teased it. Um, the sign for Ragnarok. Um, so people are excited, man. That one's gonna be coming in 2021. In 2021, 
um, you know, they basically just teased it with a little video, this, this symbol for Ragnarok, and they said Ragnarok is coming, you know, so seemed like it's going to be action pack. Um, I'm pretty sure it's related to the son who is, you know, a super powerful, super powerful character um, who was kind of coming, coming into his own in that, in that last God of War, uh, that last God of War game, man. So those were the games that were revealed during the showcase. Now we know the price, we know the launch date, we know the games. Um, I know that the PS5 is working on, 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 on more reorders, pre-orders, pardon me, pre-orders, because they had some issues with that. Um, but I know they're working on that. You can already try and pre-order them. Um, and yeah, so the, la- the last thing that I thought was interesting about the reveal was PS Plus will be able to download and play a curated library of PS4 games that define the generation. Um, so you could play like Bat- Batman, Arkham Knight, Bloodborne, Fallout 4, God of War, Monster Hunter World, Persona 5, which is a dual pass game, and many more. So it's like an added benefit to existing PS4 benefits that PS Plus members receive for a single subscription price. So these people basically see how the Xbox and Game Pass is kind of, you know, really dominating and, and, and getting people to, to kind of migrate to the Xbox and use the Xbox. So that's, that seems like that's their answer. That's their answer right now. So PS5, the PS5 movement, man, this is this, this going to be a nice little competition. Hell of an answer. Yeah, man. They kicking Xbox's ass. Okay. <laughs> I know they're just frustrated in the boardroom right now. Like these damn PlayStation fools. Like they just they got to be fed up with, with Sony, man. They just got to be pissed. They probably got some little Xbox spies in the office, you know, rolling around with a little <laughs> green X looking stupid. <laughs> trying to find out what they're gonna do next. You know. Hey man, I would love to see you know the behind the scenes politics that are going on with a gaming wall, an industry. Right, right, right. No, that's the thing, man. Like, um, I don't know, man. I, I know it got to be crazy be behind the scenes, man. But I, I, I like how everything is shaping up, man. And um, yeah, man. So and uh, actually, I like one last thing for the PS Five. The last bit of news for the PS Five, and then we're gonna move on. Um. We talked about it a few weeks ago. The PS5, PS5 game prices are going up. So, so far, for all of the new games, they're going to be like 70 bucks. They're like 69.99. The only one that's different is um, the only one that's different is that first Miles Morales game. That one is going to be 49.99, like I said. But the rest of these other games like Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War, Demon Souls. Uh, Devil May Cry, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All those games are going to be seventy dollars. Um, like we were talking about, we were talking about back back in the day. Um, I'm down with it. Yeah, man. I mean, like like we talked about that first time, prices ain't really increased for a long time. I think they said like fifteen years or something like that. So I get it. You know, obviously I would like to pay less, but you know, what I mean, it, that's just kind of how it goes. You know what I mean? Right, inflation and, and all of that good stuff, man. So higher I quality, get higher price, as it should be. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, man. The price of the brick going up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the price of the brick is going up, man. But yeah, man, that was it for the PS5 news. We had a lot of it, but it was it was friggin' warranted. And before we move on to a couple more stories for you wrap up, we don't want to go so long today. But um, I want to make a correction about the xbox news last week or i guess a clarification um 
last week I was talking about Game Pass and the prices for the Xbox, right? So normally Game Pass, I think it's like $15 a month, right? But a $24.99 figure and a $34.99 figure that I mentioned last week, that is through an option. It's basically an option if you want to. You could literally get, you basically get uh, the Xbox Series X, S or X. They could be available starting from $24.99 a month for 24 months. Or the Xbox Series X will be available starting $34.99 a month for 24 months. Kind of like now how everybody basically is paying off their iPhone month to month on these different plans. They're doing the same thing for the Xbox. So you don't have to pay everything up front. You pay by month to pay off the Xbox. And built into that, you get the Xbox, you get the Game Pass as well. And it, yeah, yeah. So you, 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 you get the Xbox Game Pass with more than 100 games on your console and on the EA database and all them other games that have to do with Game Pass that are on there. So Xbox is making this thing super duper affordable. Like, that's crazy. You don't even have to pay up front for it no more. So I wanted to make that correction because I feel like I misspoke a little bit last week. Okay, okay. Give Xbox some credit. Give them like a few corrections. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, the Xbox Series S looking nice. I, you know, I'm, I see how to visualize things. I'm visualizing the beautiful <laughs> white, silverish PlayStation 5. Right, right. Where it belongs in my entertainment center. <laughs> the Xbox Series 5 right below it, just chilling. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm envisioning it. You know, I'm going to manifest it very soon. So, um, yeah, trust and believe. Yeah, man. So, yeah, kind of like you said, I think I might get bored, man. I think I might get bored. But I, I definitely want to try out that Game Pass. I ain't going to lie. That Game Pass really get me wanting to try it out. Because if the console is $300 and the Game Pass going to be basically built in and they have all them games in the library, like, that's a, that's a no-brainer. You, you know what I mean? You really ain't got to think about that. So I think I'm going to get bored. The $300 version for the Xbox and the PS5 for sure. Because come on now. With, with them type of games, how can I even... There's nothing to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, man. So that's basically it for that. And we had some, a, a, a few more things we wanted to get to. Like I said, we didn't want to go super long, but we had some big, huge news in the MCU. Uh, Jonathan Majors, who was a star in The Five Bloods, he's in Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. JG's favorite show right now that I am falling behind on. Um... Yeah, man, he has been he has been casted as Kang the Conqueror in Ant Man three, and if you like me, somebody who's not who likes comics, reads them every now and then, but is not like a comic book veteran, you are probably wondering like, boss, who the hell is this guy? I don't know anything about him. So I did a little quick little research, and he has a dope story. I was paying attention to the things like the real comic book comic book like vets were talking about and how excited they were. And, um, like, this is a kind of a little bit of background on him because the way he's looking, he might really, he could be like a Thanos level threat level. You know what I mean? He, he might be on that level. He has um, a lot of background. Yeah, dude. Like, so basically, right, I'm going to read this um, from a source I got. Okay, so he has had many titles. Ramatut, the Scarlet Centurion, Immortus, Iron Lad, but he's most known as the one true ruler of timelines and realities. Kang the Conqueror. 
In the comics, Kang the Conqueror is a frequent adversary to the Avengers, having fought the team countless times in the past, present, and future, while even battling a team of younger heroes calling themselves the Young Avengers at one point. Kang's favorite hobby is his namesake, taking over, taking over other less advanced timelines and realities for his ever-expanding empire that spans the multiverse. Before declaring himself Kang, he was born in the 31st century on an alternative version of Earth. There he was a scholar who discovered time travel technology originating from Victor Von Doom. He used his technology to travel to ancient Egypt on Earth 616, the prime timeline, and rose to power as Pharaoh Ramatut. For a time, Kang even played the part of a supervillain called Scarlet Centurion with a suit resembling Dr. Doom, but it was, wasn't until he traveled to, to the further off future of the 40th century where he found his true calling. Seeing the might and destruction of his future's technology, he decided to use it to conquer all he saw and named himself Kang. This dude sounds hard. And if you think about it, obviously, after Endgame, you know they're playing with the timeline. So I think they did that to set up Kang. So I, based on the little bit that I know, you know, I, like I said, not Scala and Kang, but a little bit I know, and we know they need a new villain. This might be the right type of villain who could, you know, really persist and kind of be a real, like, threat. Man, An ongoing so, threat. Right. Right, man. So this is dope, man. And you have Jonathan Majors, who's an excellent actor. His star is rising, as you could tell. And yeah. I'm excited, man. Like, I mean, after reading some of this, like, you think it's going to be like, like you said, something that can really persist and be like a big bad that going to last and be like remembered? Or you kind of like, eh, we'll see. Well, like you have never heard of this dude, but after reading his entire background, I definitely think he'll be an ongoing threat that not only is just a very ominous character, but could actually also be used to tie in all the other X, not X-Men, but all the other Marvel universes and groups of heroes. Because he said, like, they were talking about, like, his descendants and how he was inspired by Victor Von Doom. You know, the Fantastic Four, I think they were bought back by Marvel, right, from Fox. They haven't been formally introduced as of yet into the fold. And then the X-Men as well, they haven't really been formally introduced, you know, back into the fold as far as the Avengers universe. But they exist. They're there, of course. So, you know, they could actually use this character to tie in other characters. Right. And that would really create some major and epic Marvel movie. I just love when all the characters come together. That's just one of my favorite parts of any show, Game of Thrones, whatever. So I think they could really use him for multiple movies. He could be a real threat. Uh, like you said, Jonathan Majors is an excellent actor. I would love to see him fill this role. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. The, the, the possibilities are endless. Oh, and by the way, Marvel has a multiverse as well. Sorry, DC. <laughs> right. You, know, you guys are just losing. <laughs> I mean, you know, you got some good oh. stuff on the horizon, but, you know, it's like you just, you want to just bite off Marvel, man. You know it's a multiverse in Marvel. But, yeah, yeah, man. The multiverse is going to really start to confuse me eventually. But, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Boss, this is basically DC right now in in their offices right now, man. How do you do that? How do you do that? 
<laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> hey, that's the easy right They're like, how do they keep, how do they keep killing us? How do they keep doing better than us in every way? Like, that is ridiculous. Like, you know what I mean? You know, you know Kevin Feige in his office right now talking to them. Don't talk to me. Do not speak back to me. Do not, do not use words to me. <laughs> Don't talk to me. I Kevin Feige, man. I run the route. Big man, like, they even do the multiverse better. Not to cut you off, but... You know, they got like three Batmans, two Aquamans, four Supermans. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> hey, don't, don't forget. Don't forget. We have Black Suit, Black Suit Superman. So we're special now. Oh, God. You know, it's, it's just too much <laughs> to keep track of, man. Like, I only know one character of each in Marvel. But they took saying, time man. to visit other multiverses. But then they were done after that. See? Yeah. They didn't have three Iron Mans with different suits coming into one movie. That's what so, they say, man. DC come out. DC come out. Oh, yeah. DC fandom. We back in this. We got multiverse. Marvel and ready for us. And look look, look, look how Kevin Feige talked to these people, man. You ready to fucking die? No. Yeah, I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. <laughs> That's what he's saying, dog. Marvel was waiting in the cut. They was waiting in the cut. Like, okay. Yeah, oh, this is cute. Look at these trailers, bro. This is cute. We're going to kill Iowa with Kang. Kang the Conqueror, bro. Kang, the motherfucking conqueror. You know what I mean? And you know DC there in there complaining, you know, oh my God, I can't believe we trying so hard, but we just can't do anything. And here comes Kevin Feige again. That's too damn bad! You know what I mean? It's too goddamn bad. You know what I mean? Too bad. Marvel just dropped this one announcement. One announcement. Oh my god, bro. Just just exceptional, man. Just friggin' exceptional. And I real I doubt they I doubt they're gonna downplay this because just hearing this little bit about his background, there's so much you could do with him. Just like you said, you could bring in Doom, you could introduce Doom. Oh my god, Doom done well, Dr. Doom. Incredible. Bro. Supposed to be one of the illest Marvel villains illest. out there, and they just illest. haven't really done anything with him. Period. <sighs> man, you don't understand I mean, what they could do with Doom, man. Like Doom, he's an adversary for Black Panther. He's an adversary for Iron Man. He's an adversary for the, obviously the Fantastic Four. Like he is a threat, dude, in every sense of the words. So you could get Kang in there, who is a beast in and of itself. You could introduce Doctor Doom, and obviously, like you said, with our timeline. It could be the, the beginning stages of getting X-Men back into the fold for the next phase. Exactly. Like, and, and you have my boy. Of course, Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. That's right. Let's get some more black people in this thing. Some more people of color in this thing. That's what I like to see, man. Marvel. Marvel, man. So I, I just thought this was so dope. I'm super excited. Um, yeah, man. I, I, just, I just super excited, man. I just super excited, man. So shout out, shout out to them for this, man. And um, yeah, man. Oh my god, just, just, just chef's kiss, you know? Just, just chef's kiss. Shout out to Marvel, man. Kevin Feige, my guy, my friggin' guy, man. But cool. that was dope, man. So from one Disney property to another dope Disney property, we have some even more dope news, right? So. Samuel Jackson starring Mace Windu prequel rumored to be an early development. So while we're looking at 
is potentially a Mace Windu story. It's going to basically tell a story from beginning to end. And, you know, um, Samuel Jackson will play the older versions. You know, they could do this two ways. They could basically de-age him like they did. And um, <laughs> de-age him like they did in um, Captain Marvel. Or, you know, cast another actor. Or they could cast Jonathan Majors, man. Kind of Mace Windu-ish. Just put him in everything. Yeah, man. Majors everywhere. Yeah. Man, hey. Majors, no minors. <laughs> right, man. So, like, man, like, it seems like, like, and I just love the way Disney Plus is doing this. All of their dope characters are getting their own stories, you know? Because obviously we have the Mandalorian, Obi-Wan, going get his own thing. I, I haven't heard any reports, but I feel like they're going to do a Vader story at some point. You have Mace Windu. Um, Ahsoka is getting introduced in the Mandalorian. Who knows? She might have us, you know? She might have. Uh, her own spinoff after this man. I love what Disney is doing because, you know, this this um universe is so broad, so expansive, and they have such dope characters. You know, so use it, man. Tell them stories and long form story, long form stories on your platform, man. So th- I think this is gonna be so 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 dope. I don't see how this could go wrong, man. So I I'm. <clears throat> Yo, the news uh, lately, man, the news has just been perfect, man. I would love... Listen, Mace Windu is my favorite Jedi. Not not just because he's black, but also because of the lore, because of his ability as a Jedi, creating his own fighting style, being able to use elements of the dark side without succumbing to the dark side and being a balanced fighter overall. Talk to them. I mean, no other, and plus he was trained by Yoda. No other Jedi, you know, has accomplished these feats. He's basically the most powerful Jedi. Talk to them. And yes, I, I mean, I don't, he was about to defeat the Emperor until he was betrayed by he Anakin. <laughs> he was about to, and the Emperor is known as the greatest dark side user ever. Mm-hmm. And he had him on the ropes, about to kill his yeah, ass. Pretty much. So pretty I would much. love to see his come up story, but honestly, I would also like to see the story after he dies because honestly with his capabilities i don't see him dying from falling like that the way he did in the uh, even frank luce i think i read something where frank lucas himself said that there is a possibility that he could have survived oh my god look at this This (laughs) one watching too much gangster flicks and stuff george lucas don't kill me star wars people keep frank lucas yeah george slinging that rock that hair on (laughs) oh god Keep the lightsabers <laughs> in your pockets, man. Don't don't cut me up. But yeah, even George Lucas said there was a possibility that he could have survived that far. So I would love Disney to actually play with that and reintroduce him on the Mandalorian, maybe, if he survived, you know, through all these years. Or I mean, just show us, you know, the story after he um after he died. You know, I would have really liked if they actually brought him back in the actual real movies to train Ray. But um, you know what I'm talking about. Um, they didn't really play with that too much. But yeah, yeah. I, his his character deserves more shine and more, you know, exposure. Yeah, that's period. the thing. Like just like you said, like his upbringing and how he became that powerful and how he used forms that the dark side uses and was able to kind of fight off. You know what I mean? Fight off the dark side or whatever. Um, that's just gonna be rich, you know, because we really right. haven't seen so much detail into you know, like the real details of the training. We just usually see, oh, they get trained and they skip to fighting the big bad person. But seeing that process, seeing him fight the dark side, 
seeing the people he comes up against um is great and i think um gif was saying this um you know he he's a, a star wars person on this show um but i think he was saying that every every jedi that um mace windu trains goes to the dark side because they're not strong enough to fight the comp like the compulsion or whatever um but obviously he was strong enough so I think there's a lot of dope stuff to say there, to tell their story to tell there. And then, like you said, we don't think he really is dead. You know what I mean? We, we're not sure he really died. So that could be a good place to kind of talk about his story too. You know what I mean? Start off revealing that, hey, you know, he didn't die. And then kind of looking back, you know, to his journey. So obviously it's just a rumor right now. But the way that Disney Plus going with their Star Wars universe, I don't think that's a big shock. To me, that really wouldn't be a big shock for me based on all the different things that they're doing in that universe. So super excited about that, man. So next up, uh, really quickly, back again with some more Ray Fisher drama. <laughs> uh, but um, so basically Jason Momoa says serious stuff went down during the Justice League reshoots. Um, he said uh, people need to be held accountable. Serious stuff went down. So He's basically backing Justice League co-star Ray Fisher in calling for an investigation into alleged abuse on the set of the reshoots of the Justice League. He said, this shit has to stop and needs to be looked at. Ray Fisher and everyone else who experienced what happened under the watch of WB Pictures needs proper investigation. Uh, he wrote that on Instagram. And yeah, I mean, hey, he's coming out and backing him. And, you know, so... Let's get an investigation. I'm still a little wary of this because no one's still giving any goddamn details. They're just being very vague. Some, you know, serious shit went down. You were abusive. Like, this feel weird to me. At first, I thought it was supposed to be like a whole racial thing. But now Jason Momoa coming out. An even bigger star than, way bigger star than Ray Fisher. You know what I mean? I don't think you even argue that Ray Fisher is a star. But way bigger superstar than him. And he's saying it too. So, I mean, let's see what happened with the investigation. If I'm wrong, I will come on here and tell everybody I was wrong. And I'm glad that they resolve everything. But I still want him to stop being so vague because I don't understand why they can't say, you know, if it was sexual misconduct, say that. If it was racial misconduct, say that. You know, say something, you know, but. Yeah, you can just support him. Yeah. So we'll see. I was just saying, you could describe the nature of the conduct without actually right. delving into the details. Right. Like you just said, you know, give us, give us a classification, dog. Like, you know, some serious shit went down. Like, you know, you know, now that he's coming out to back him, I guess some shit really did go down. So, um, yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. I hope, you know, whatever happens, they, they could seek justice and actually, uh, you know, get the proper treatment they deserve. Right, right. So, we'll see, man. They're being super vague, so we ain't, ain't going to delve into this because there ain't much being said. But just wanted to give you guys that update, man. So, we'll see as that develops. Um, next up, the more happy news. Um, Olivia Wilde reveals Kevin Feige, the god, his involvement with um, Spider Woman. Man, we talked about Sony doing a Spider Woman, and Olivia Wilde, you know, uh, well known actress and new director, is supposed to be working on that story. So she basically was um, talking, being interviewed, and she basically said, Oh, you know, just be you have to you have to you have to beware of of Kevin Feige's pellet gun. And then people are like, wait, why would she even say that? You know, they're like, why would she even say that? Um, she said, listen to me, try to avoid Kevin Feige's pellet gun. So she kind of hinting that he's around, you know, 
he's around during this process. So it seems like he's going to be involved. So people are excited. You know, it could be, you never know. It could be a tie-in with the MCU because we know MCU and, MCU and Sony has some deals to kind of keep the continuity going um, with MCU and, and their storytelling. So I think this could be really exciting, man, especially like we said before, because she's more like a clandestine character, very strong character. And she has links to, um, she has links to, um, what's her name? I, it escapes me right now. Captain Marvel in the comic books and, and S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and S.W.O.R.D., which is another organization in um, the Marvel Universe. So once Kevin Feige involved, I'm, I'm in, man. So I, I'm happy to see how this develops. I, I like it. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Oh, this is Spider-Woman, my bad. But <laughs> Damn it, yeah. JG. I just love Spider-Man, man. The whole universe, the characters, mm-hmm. everything. So yeah. I'm excited as well. Uh, I need to get up to speed more on, you know, Kevin Feige's prowess. You know, I need to go into the credits and see everything he's done. But um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a quality piece of work. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited, man. You know, I, I think it's going to be good. I like the idea in the first place. And it seems like they're building up. Um the Sony Spider-Verse as well, because um, in the trailer for Morbius that came out, one of the famous um, vampire Spider-Man villains, in there, there was a lot of hints that that story is connected to MCU Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Remember they had like posters up with Spider-Man as a murderer because we know at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, they were basically saying, hey, you know, he didn't kill him, but he defeated Mysterio. You know what I mean? And Mysterio said, oh, yeah, uh, I was killed by Spider-Man and he is Peter Parker, you know? So there seems to be some connective tissue with that. And then obviously you saw um, the Vulture. He had a cameo in the trailer for Morbius. So there's definitely some some connections between the two. So the more connections to, to Feige and the MCU, the more faith I have in the Sony Spider-Verse as well and how it's tied in, so... I'm on board. But, um, I'm glad he's another uh, woman superhero. Speaking of villains and uh, connections, that's a good point because I, listen, I used to watch that Spider-Man cartoon like religiously. Right. There were episodes where Daredevil was in there. Mm-hmm. There were episodes where the Fantastic Four were in there. There were episodes where X-Men appeared. And there were also episodes where Blade appeared. And it had to do with the vampires. Mm, so they could, they could use more, you know, wherever the vampires go in the MCU universe, Blade is there. Right. So they could use that to formally introduce an updated Blade character into the MCU universe, man. Right. Marvel is going to be unstoppable. Hell yeah. And here's the thing too, you mentioned, and I almost forgot to mention it. You remember they introduced Mahershala as the new Blade. So who knows? Maybe oh. it'll be a tie-in at some point. They introduced that several months ago. He's going to be the new Blaze. So Mahershala, you can't lose. Him and Kevin Feige, that's a wrap. Oh, man. That's <laughs> a wrap. This is crazy. It's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. This is yeah. crazy. Yeah, man. Woo. So I wasn't even thinking about the Morbius thing, but that makes sense. Why not? Two vampires? That, that, you can make that work. So, yeah, man. Kevin Feige, he ain't playing with y'all, man. He let y'all have your moment. But Kevin Feige back. Debo back on the block. You know what I mean? <laughs> When he out tuck your chain, Kevin Feige go take Kevin Feige go snatch your chain, run your shit. You hear me? My Amen. lord. <laughs> Damn, insane. yo, Kevin Feige is Debo, bro. 
And it's you know the Spider Verse yeah. is so rich because you know Spider Man has so many villains that we haven't even seen yet. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, the the Rhino, uh, the Beast yep. Master dude, the Hunter dude. Yeah, Craven. Craven, yeah, that's his name. Yeah, yeah it's Cameron. just yeah, uh, yeah. I'm ready. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, man. So that was that was some 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 dope, dope, dope news, man. So, um, that was it for what intrigues us. And as you guys can tell, there's a lot of dope stuff going on in the nerd world man so that's the end for what intrigues us uh no absurd nerdery this week nothing crazy enough to to to, to, to light anybody up nobody flying next to airplanes <laughs> like iron man um so y'all know how i wrap up the show we give you guys words of wisdom this week is from um jg's favorite character from his favorite anime again it's from from monkey d luffy man and he said uh if you don't take risks you can't create a future. Simple quote by Fila, man. Sometimes you got to take risks, get outside of your comfort zone, and do some things you are, you know, uncomfortable doing, man. And um, I just like this quote because I, I had some, something similar this week. I had to reach out to some different people in different aspects of my life and, you know, ask for help, try to collaborate. And it seems to be going positively, man. So I wanted to leave you guys with that. Excellent words of wisdom. I agree with Luffy. But I do not agree with you saying that it's my favorite anime. <laughs> Don't fight that's it. That's about it. Don't fight it. You know you love One Piece? Come out and tell the truth, John. One piece of garbage, but it's okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, man. But yeah, man, that was the words of wisdom. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Nerdery and Nonsense under the Nerds with Accents podcast. Um, like we said on the top, you know, give us your feedback. You can reach us at the Nerds with Accents at Gmail, Twitter um tnwa pod on facebook search the nerds with accents on podomatic you can just write a comment under the episode and like we did today and other episodes we will read your feedback on the show man so we look forward to it um oh yeah also guys we're trying to grow the twitter so come follow us on twitter i'm gonna start putting on um i've been interacting with people with feedback on twitter so thank you everybody for interacting and then i'm also gonna start putting more polls and and things like that to kind of gauge y'all feelings and everything so uh yeah hit us up on our social media accounts all that stuff is in the show notes and yeah man appreciate you guys listening and uh we'll be back next week later peace peace